Today is February the 10th. Today, Pharaoh asks, who is the Lord? Reading through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read Exodus chapters 5 to 7. Here Moses comes before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's immediate answer, Moses says, let my people go to hold a festival in honor of the Lord in the wilderness. Pharaoh says, is that so? Chapter 5, verse 2. Who is the Lord? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord. I won't let Israel go. This whole thing of the question of who is the Lord and Pharaoh saying, I don't know the Lord, becomes the center of the book of Exodus. Throughout the rest of the early chapters in Exodus, Pharaoh is going to find out just who God is. Chapter 6, verse 7, Moses says to Israel, I will claim you as my own people. I'll be your God then you will know that I am the Lord your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. Chapter 7, verse 5, as Moses begins to execute plagues against Egypt. 7-5, Moses says, When I raise my powerful hand and bring out the Israelites, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. And finally, when Moses stands before Pharaoh, raises his staff, and the Nile River turns to blood, in verse 17, Moses says, this is what the Lord says, this is how you will know that I am the Lord. Look. I'll strike the water of the Nile with this staff in my hand, and the river will turn to blood. Read through Exodus 5 to 7 and know who God is. Exodus 5 through 7, New Living Translation. Exodus 5. After this presentation to Israel's leaders, Moses and Aaron went and spoke to Pharaoh. They told him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Let my people go, so they may hold a festival in my honor in the wilderness. Is that so? retorted Pharaoh. And who is the Lord? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. But Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of the Hebrews has met with us, they declared. So let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness so we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. If we don't, he will kill us with a plague or with the sword. Pharaoh replied, Moses and Aaron, why are you distracting the people from their task? Get back to work. Look, there are many of your people in the land, and you are stopping them from their work. That same day, Pharaoh sent this order to the Egyptian slave drivers and the Israelite foremen. 
Do not supply any more straw for making bricks. Make the people get it themselves, but still require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That's why they are crying out. Let us go and offer sacrifices to our God. Load them down with more work. Make them sweat. That will teach them to listen to lies. So the slave drivers and the foremen went out and told the people, This is what Pharaoh says. I will not provide any more straw for you. Go out and get it yourselves. Find it wherever you can. But you must produce just as many bricks as before. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt in search of stubble to use as straw. Meanwhile, the Egyptian slave drivers continued to push hard. Meet your daily quota of bricks, just as you did when we provided you with straw, they demanded. Then they whipped the Israelite foreman they had put in charge of the work crews. Why haven't you met your quotas either yesterday or today, they demanded. So the Israelite foreman went to Pharaoh and pleaded with him. Please don't treat your servants like this, they begged. We are given no straw, but the slave drivers still demand, make bricks. We are being beaten, but it isn't our fault. Your own people are to blame. But Pharaoh shouted, You are just lazy. Lazy. That's why you are saying, Let us go out and offer sacrifices to the Lord. Now get back to work. No straw will be given to you, but you must still produce the full quota of bricks. The Israelite foremen could see that they were in serious trouble. When they were told, You must not reduce the number of bricks you make each day. As they left Pharaoh's court, they confronted Moses and Aaron, who were waiting outside for them. The foreman said to them, May the Lord judge and punish you for making a stink before Pharaoh and his officials. You have put a sword into their hands, an excuse to kill us. Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested, Why have you brought all this trouble on your own people, Lord? Why did you send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, He has been even more brutal to your people, and you have done nothing to rescue them. Exodus 6 Then the Lord told Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people go. In fact, he will force them to leave his land. And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. And I have reaffirmed my covenant with them. Under its terms, I promised to give them the land of Canaan, where they were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel, who are now slaves to the Egyptians, and I am well aware of my covenant with them. Therefore, say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you into the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. I am the Lord. So Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said, but they refused to listen anymore. They had become too discouraged with the brutality of their slavery. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go back to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. 
and tell him, let the people of Israel leave his country. But Lord, Moses objected, my own people won't listen to me anymore. How can I expect the Pharaoh to listen? I'm such a clumsy speaker. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, and he gave them orders for the Israelites and for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord commanded Moses and Aaron to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. These are the ancestors of some of the clans of Israel. The sons of Reuben, Israel's oldest son, were Hanuk, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. Their descendants became the clans of Reuben. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohada, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul. Shaul's mother was a Canaanite woman. Their descendants became the clans of Simeon. These are the descendants of Levi, as listed in their family records. The sons of Levi were Gershon, Koharth, and Merari. Levi lived to be 137 years old. The descendants of Gershon included Libani and Shema, each of whom became the ancestors of a clan. The descendants of Kohath included Amram, Ishkar, Hebron, and Uziel. Kohath lived to be 133 years old. The descendants of Merari included Mari and Mushi. These are the clans of the Levites, as listed in their family records. Amram married his father's sister, Joshebed, and she gave birth to his sons, Aaron and Moses. Amram lived to be 137 years old. The sons of Ishkar were Korah, Nepheg, and Zikhari. The sons of Uziel were Mishael, Elzaphan, and Sithri. Aaron also married Elisheba, the daughter of Ananadab, and sister of Nashon. She gave birth to his sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. The sons of Korah were Ashur, Elkanah, and Abasith. Their descendants became the clans of Korah. Eleazar, son of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Putiel. She gave birth to his son, Phinehas. These are the ancestors of the Levite families, listed according to their clans. The Aaron and Moses named in this list are the same ones whom the Lord said, Lead the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, like an army. It was Moses and Aaron who spoke to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, about leading the people of Israel out of Egypt. When the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, everything I am telling you. But Moses argued with the Lord, saying, I can't do it. I am such a clumsy speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? Exodus 7 Then the Lord said to Moses, Pay close attention to this. I will make you seem like a god to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be like a prophet. Tell Aaron everything I command you, and Aaron must command Pharaoh to let the people of Israel leave his country. But I will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn, so I can multiply my miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. Even then, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you, so I will bring down my fist on Egypt. Then I will rescue my forces, my people, the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. When I raise my powerful hand and bring out the Israelites, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. Moses was eighty years old and Aaron was eighty-three when they made their demands to Pharaoh. 
Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand, show me a miracle. When he does this, say to Aaron, take your staff and throw it down in front of Pharaoh and it will become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became the serpent. Then Pharaoh called in his own wise men and sorcerers, and these Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their magic. They threw down their staffs, which also became serpents. But then Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He still refused to listen, just as the Lord had predicted. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn, and he still refuses to let the people go. So go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes down to the river. Stand on the bank of the Nile and meet him there. Be sure to take along the staff that turned into a snake. Then announce to him, The Lord the God of the Hebrews has sent me to tell you, Let my people go so they can worship me in the wilderness. Until now you have refused to listen to him. So this is what the Lord says, I will show you that I am the Lord. Look, I will strike the water of the Nile with this staff in my hand, and the river will turn into blood. The fish in it will die, and the river will stink. The Egyptians will not be able to drink the water from the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, take your staff and raise your hand over the waters of Egypt, all its rivers, canals, ponds, and all the reservoirs. Turn all the water into blood. Everywhere in Egypt, the water will turn into blood, even the water stored in wooden bowls and stone pots. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded them. As Pharaoh and all of his officials watched, Aaron raised his staff and struck the water of the Nile. Suddenly, the whole river turned into blood. The fish in the river died, and the water became so foul that the Egyptians couldn't drink it. There was blood everywhere throughout the land of Egypt. But again, the magicians of Egypt used their magic, and they, too, turned the water into blood. So Pharaoh's heart remained hard. He refused to listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had predicted. Pharaoh returned to his palace and put the whole thing out of his mind. Then all of the Egyptians dug along the riverbanks to find drinking water, for they couldn't drink the water from the Nile. Seven days passed from the time the Lord struck the Nile. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll look at the plagues of Egypt.